0: what's up everyone welcome to the sound of movement podcast today we are talking about progressive overload the key ingredient to good training if you're not getting this right you're not going to be seeing results and if you're not seeing results well why the heck are you training in the first place
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We have uh, myself, if this is the first time you've watched or listened, Yanni Bormeister. Across the table from me is my brother, Rad Bormeister. And behind the mixer, we have Richie, the voice of God. Uh, we are Unity Gym in the Unified Movement System. We take driven people and turn them into athletes. Now, before we get started, big shout out to everybody on the podcast. Thank you very much for your reviews and love. We love it all. Uh, special welcome to everyone watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. It does really help our channel grow. And leave a comment, answer the question of the day. What tangible results have you achieved this year and are you satisfied with them? We'd love to know what you are working towards, what your goals are, and are you achieving them? Now I want to give a special warm welcome to all of those joining us live in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group morning joseph morning christy christy's joining in from connecticut where US. are you from joseph uh where are you joining us he's from, in the state somewhere uh and we want to know where you're from where you're tuning in from let us know and uh also are guys answer answer what? that <laughs> no don't say that answer uh the question of the day this is a great discussion this is a really important discussion and uh, it's uh, it's something that unfortunately um, is the limiting factor in a lot of people's ability to achieve their results. It's it's quite simple when you think about it logically, but it's unfortunate because not. But it's a lot actually of
0: not. It's not that simple. It's simple for you and me because the truth is i remember even being a personal trainer meaning i'd gone to an eight week certificate four course and coming out of it and still not understanding what progressive overload was so if you're if you're the average we've been doing this for a very long time so when we say it's simple it's simple for us but for the average person out there i I don't think it's simple at all i think it's actually very very bewildering because i can even remember going back to the idea of knowing like we spoke about this in one of our shows in the last week um about when I knew all these different exercises, like for, like for example, for a horizontal push pattern, um, things like a push up, a dumbbell flat bench press, a dumbbell incline bench press, a barbell flat bench press, a barbell incline bench press, uh, forty five degree barbell incline, like all these different variations of a move the same movement, a horizontal push pattern. But I had no idea which you would use first which you would use last and why like yeah. and this was me being a personal trainer that had been in the industry for a couple of years so I think for the I think it's really important to actually say the opposite this is actually quite a quite a hard thing to get right if you've never been coached on it and you've never understood you know yeah, um, fair enough. you know because yeah. we've done you've got to think like I've done that many courses and you've done more courses than I have on strength and conditioning principles you've done so much work with so many people over two decades now that for you it's like this is so simple, it's so easy if you understand it. But that's the whole thing, so many people don't understand it. And this is where I think for, uh, like I think probably the first thing to understand or, or to frame is really what progressive overload is. Yep. And a lot of people have probably heard me say this before, I get this um, description actually from a TED talk. Remember that TED talk where that, um, uh, the, the, the exercise phys ed dude talks about the role of glutes and posture? Remember yep. that one? Yep. And he talks about progressive overload. I I, I I love this this explanation. It's so so simple. And I think this is the beauty of TED talks, right? They they take a really confusing topic and they really dull it down so that people can watch it in twenty minutes and go out thinking, oh, I think I, I got something out of that. Yep. And he says, imagine you go to the gym and you pick up ten pound dumbbells, and you can do uh, eight reps of bicep curls with it and you do three sets of that. And you do that twice a week until after several weeks, you can now do 12 reps of, of 10 pound dumbbells for three sets. And then you go up to 15 pounds, and now you can do eight reps again. And you repeat that process again until you get up to 12 reps, and then you go up to 20 pound dumbbells. That is progressive overload, yeah. in a nutshell.
1: Yeah.
0: But the, the idea is that you're only using, you're only manipulating one part of um, periodization which is the intensity uh, variable, which is lifting more weight. There's a lot of different ways that you can manipulate periodization to achieve overload. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're if you've never heard of this stuff before, even though I just said this is a simple way to explain it, that is probably really confusing to you because I've talked about overload and periodization and intensity and what does it all mean? You know. Well, if
1: you if you really just take the uh, the, the most simple s- simplistic viewpoint, it is just about making each um program, workout, routine, a little bit harder than the last. And you and there are a lot, a lot of variables that you can manipulate to do so, but in at the most simple form, you just want to think, okay, if I've got a training split like let's use the UMS, for example, and we're going to go deeper on Friday and exactly how we do it in the UMS, but just for today's sake, I'll share with you our training split. Everybody in our gym does, the same training split unless they're uh, uh, an athlete uh, that needs to mix it up a bit to fit in with their competition. We do vertical push-pull on Monday, squat movement patterns, calves and hamstrings on Tuesday. We do straight arm scapular strength for calisthenics on Wednesday or athletic performance, we do lateral glute work on Wednesday. Uh, depending on what the individual's goal is then on thursday we do horizontal push pull so think bench press bent over row as an example and then on friday we do hip bend patterns which is usually always deadlifts uh, or a regression of a deadlift and uh, and so you want to make sure that the workouts that you do for each of those splits this training cycle meaning a mesocycle which for us is six weeks is more complex or difficult than the last And even depending on the micro cycle, and I'm getting a little bit more tricky here, uh, each week usually is layered more difficult, except for back off week. So there's different ways that you can sort of periodize within the mesocycle uh, to create uh, more difficulty and progressive overload as well. And that's where it starts to get a little bit complex. But if you just think about the logic here, if you start training in January and you finish training your macro cycle in, in December, then december's workouts should be a lot more challenging than january's workouts yeah and then you need to re uh hit the reset button every single year that you come back into your training cycle and if you just take make it really super simple if you're just training for athletic performance and you train a macro cycle is from january to december which is quite common unless you were to every year consistently have a mid-year break for a couple of weeks, then you might do two macro cycles from, one starts from January and goes to June, and then the other one goes from July to December. Uh, That's another way you can do it. And then you have your your, your mid-year vacation in, in June or whatever it is. Uh, then you want to make sure that the start of the training cycle is easier than the end of the training cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. and that way you're progressively ramping up the complexity and intensity of your workouts so that at the end of the cycle you are stronger, fitter, and more flexible than you were at the beginning. And that's where I say it's quite simple when you think about it logically. The way the body adapts to stimulus, then you can continually make that stimulus a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. Yep. and uh and then your your body because otherwise what happens is you uh, you expose your body to stimulus and this is the big key takeaway for today's discussion i'm i'm, I'm front loading it here for you guys if you don't stick around till the end the key takeaway is that if you do not do that, then you, uh, you expose your body to new stimulus. And this is what the average workout will do. And it's something new and you, your body goes, oh, something new, I have to adapt to this. And it adapts to a point, you know? And then if there's no progression from there, if there's no progressive overload, you plateau. And then there's no more progression whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You just get better and better and better at that workout, you know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you get stronger, more flexible, more athletic, Uh, in every workout. It just doesn't work that way. You know, there's something has to change. Some variable has to change. You have to do the workout faster. You have to add volume to the workout. You have to lift heavier weights during the workout. Uh, You know, uh, you have to shorten the rest intervals in the workout. Uh, Or you have to add additional workouts to your week. You know, something has to change for your body to continually adapt, otherwise you plateau. Yeah, and
0: Joseph Gilbert has said here, Joseph Gilbert is a a member of our UMS online coaching program. He's quite new to it because he is still on uh, the Foundation's Phase 1 program, which is the very first program that we get everybody to do. And he's just said... Uh, in response to my explanation. Ooh, this is a really good. This, this is, a, is really good. Yeah. In response to my explanation of progressive overload, he said, that simple way you've explained it, Rad, is exactly what I've been doing in phase one. I started at 10 reps, then got to 12, the following bent arm strength day. Uh, then in week two, I increased a few pounds, and etc. etc. And Joseph has just highlighted exactly what a good program is why a good program from great coaches like us will work so well for you if if we do say so ourselves because well I'm i'm not afraid to to um uh you know pat ourselves on the back for the job that we do here but because what happens is for somebody like joseph who commits to the program the program's written for you you don't you you now don't need to think about the way that you write a good program all you need to focus on is in, at least in the foundations phase there, is manipulating the intensity variable, which is the exercises are there for you, you know it's all it's all written out and now and the rep range says 10 to 12 that's why you have a rep range in a in a program like the foundations program so you choose a weight that you can do 10 reps with good technique you keep doing that same weight until you can do 12 reps and then you go up the weight and then guess what when you finish foundations phase 1 and you go to foundations phase 2 we've already written the program in a way that changes the exercise selection changes that like it changes the other variables so if you're new to this you wouldn't even realize what's going on you just yeah. go to the next program and there's a few changes Oh, the tempo's different. Oh, there's an extra set. There's, a, there's all these things that we've manipulated to make sure that this keeps happening. Now, correct. tell me what you reckon, Yanni, but the, the, I think the two biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to overload is on the extreme ends of the spectrum, and this is where I think the average person, where lack of knowledge really, really gets you into trouble. On one end of the spectrum, you've got the people that do a workout, get an initial result, and then think, well, this workout's awesome, I'm gonna keep doing it. And you adapt, Mm. and then you plateau, and you don't go anywhere from it. But it feels good. You've got an, an initial result, and you expect that if you keep doing the same thing, you're gonna keep getting that initial result. And on the other end of the spectrum, you've got these really keen beans, that do a workout get a result and then look for the next thing and they go straight up about 10 steps instead yeah. of taking the next step they don't understand where that next step is and they just look for something that's harder than what they're currently doing and they often go just right up that complexity
1: well I've um, seen I've seen this problem mm-hmm. um, with coaches and this was my biggest gripe with co- with with a lot of personal trainers they feel the need to entertain the person to such a degree that they throw at them seriously difficult uh, advanced intra and interset overload variables like supersets drop sets giant sets uh cir- big illustrious circuits you know mm. in the gym mm. that absolutely demolish the individual and think that that's really important when that that's a uh, you know a, a, a progression that should be up here uh, maybe a year in uh, mm. after the development and when you leapfrog that yeah you force pretty radical um adaptation or you injure yourself the risk versus reward is pretty bad and um, and you skip a whole bunch of progressions that could have been layered on and devel- d- delivered a much greater result, far superior result, you know. So, but there's one thing that Joseph said here that you skipped over that I think is really cool because this also highlights another way that you can progressively overload someone and. He answers the question of the day by saying, I mostly used machines earlier this year, referring to assisted gym machines before I started the UMS Foundations program and broke through much height weights than I was previously able to do. Uh, I, I assume he's saying much heavier weights than I was previously able to do. For example, 45-pound bicep curl to 75-pound bicep curl. I was super grateful, but I haven't done any of the exercises in the foundations before, so the minimal gains I've gotten over three weeks are a bit more of just my muscles learning the movements than major gains, if that makes sense. I love everything to this point, though, and I'm very excited to progress to Phase 2, 3 and Progressions Program. And what your... Um, sort of uh, actually not uh, even highlighting here is that the movement from assisted machines to complex free weight movement patterns that are used in the foundations program is a huge way of progressively overloading. Yep. Because your body was used to using these sort of single plane movements that are, you know, not utilizing the stability systems in the body the way that the whole body is meant to work as a system. And uh, and that in and of itself has leveled up your ability massively. It's a much more functional way of training. You're going to be able to carry that strength over to the real world much better and um, and so yeah, just just by nature of moving from assisted machines to the UMS, where we do not use assisted machines, we we really really um, discourage the use unless uh, you're a bodybuilder or in a very clinical rehab environment. Then um, yeah, you you're, you're, you're going to level up just from that as well, uh, which is which is really really cool, really yeah, really
0: cool. Yeah, absolutely. And if we have a look at um. <coughs> What Christy Lovejoy has said here, she said, "I came to the UMS system in September. I am in Foundations Two. At this point, I am working out imbalances and increasing flexibility. I am very happy with my increased flexibility and the reduction in my imbalances. And this is this is what we uh, what we mean by good programming, guys. And the way that like the most important thing with training overload." what Yani just said for a lot of people like we get people that come into the foundation sometimes not understanding how you can so easily manipulate the intensity variable by lifting more weight and people say oh these exercises are too simple for me that's an interesting thing to say considering that yanni richard and i who have all been training for well over two decades yanni and i um, almost three decades uh we can we still do those foundations exercises and like obliterate ourselves if we choose to yeah. because all we do like a split squat isn't a simple exercise it's not it it's put in the foundations program because it serves a very very good purpose and i'll give you the example of this is just one exercise out of the god knows how many that are in the foundations program but the split squat takes care of amazing flexibility issues in the ankle, knee, and hip. It really works with that. It teaches body awareness and understanding of of foot placement and knee tracking and posturing up for the squat. It, It takes care of unilateral imbalances from left to right side, meaning if your left side is stronger than your right side from an
1: old injury, it's gonna work that out. It Not develops just an old injury, lifestyle, you know, yep, yep. You, you notice whenever you're standing up for a long yeah, period of time, on you lean leg. on one leg, that yep. leg develops more strength than the other leg and yep. yeah, it just helps to iron all that out. Yep. It's
0: unbelievable for developing the front splits because of the way that it takes the um, the femurs, the... Um, uh the, 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 the hips into almost a hundred and eighty degree angle from front to back when you're in full range of motion. I mean the list goes on. There's so many things. That's one exercise. Now people sometimes people come into the foundations program and say, oh this is too easy for me. These exercises are basic. I'm used to squatting. Lift more weight. Yeah. <laughs> Grab some weight and, and, and you know challenge right yourself. Right but up. just by going into like what Christy's saying, by doing a, a program that focuses on imbalances between strength and flexibility and imbalances in the body from left to right in in such a short time she's already noticing amazing differences so that's an example of progressive overload and she's now in foundations too so you've obviously for example with the split squat um christy you've progressed from a front foot elevated split squat to a flat foot split squat why do we do that front foot elevated split squat requires less flexibility easier to do go to a flat foot split squat and you've overloaded by now creating a a larger range of flexibility
1: increased range of movement yeah yeah and there there are yeah there are a lot of variables and and you know it's true what rad said in, this most, in, the, in the most simple form, what I'm saying is that it's about increasing the intensity or difficulty of your workouts over time and making sure that each program progresses on from the last program. Uh, but there are so many different variables that manipulate and uh, an advanced variable that people would overlook is just by sheer nature, the increase in range of movement, which makes a, a an exercise more challenging for most people, you know. And this is deployed in every facet of our programs <laughs> from cardiovascular fitness to strength development to flexibility development every one of them uses progressive overload and it's the same in a skills development environment you know think the logic of starting in a handstand masterclass with your um, handstands going against the wall uh, and then slowly progressing from an angle against the wall to vertical on the wall to then off the wall and then mm-hmm. to kicking up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, or if you take it real simple from doing the basic core conditioning and wrist conditioning and shoulder conditioning to then going inverted against the wall for the first mm-hmm. time. You know, yeah. There's, it's all progressive overload. And we don't just progress. And that's using the example of the exercise complexity as the overload variable. But we then inside of that use the loading parameters as variables. Sets, reps, rest, yep. load the weight itself. You know, yep. and uh, and then range of movement. You yep. know, uh, it's the, and
0: the handstand is such a great example of this because when you don't understand this stuff, what what is the biggest mistake that beginners that say one day I want to learn how to handstand that they do? They just they, go they just down. start kicking yeah. up. They think that that's how you learn a handstand. That you just. You've never done a handstand before. I haven't done any wrist conditioning. Haven't done any core conditioning. Haven't done any postural awareness. Let's just kick up and try and do a handstand and see what happens. happens. (laughs) You know, and oh man, I've seen some people axe themselves, man. Like, uh, like, but not even okay. So there's all of the chronic injuries that come on where people develop issues in their wrists and stuff. I mean, that's what happened to me. Yeah, I even got a rude awakening with progressive overload when I started my hand balancing journey. But then I've seen people just that hadn't even understood how to be able to do a cartwheel, which is a bailout, which we teach to turn pe- teach people how to bail out because the time's going to come. It doesn't matter how good you are in a handstand. You fall. Where you're going to go too far yeah. and you need to be able to come out of it. And I've seen people not be able to do that and just fall so hard on the ground, man. It's brutal. Um, so, yeah, there's, you, you know, if, you, if you get this right, what you're going to see is a, a really natural, progressive increase in strength, flexibility, reduction in aches and pains, increased range of motion, increased confidence, development of muscle, lean muscle, a reduction in fat, all the great things that everybody comes into the gym for. You get it wrong, at best you're gonna see not a lot of change, you just won't see much, and at worst you're gonna injure yourself. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense to to learn how to do this. And if all of this mystifies you, Like, there's a reason why, and it's because there's so much in this, you know, this is us as being professional coaches, we invest heavily in learning this stuff. And if you want to get it right without having to do the thousands of hours of research that we've all done, you know, join a program like the UMS and and have it
1: done for you and, and, and see the results that you get. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We got lots of people on the live. I'd love to know who else is here. Joseph and uh, uh, Christy are, sti- uh, are getting here, the limelight here. Hello, hey, Lee here. and uh, Amanda. Yep. Let us know who you are. Answer the question of the day. How? What results are you getting this year? Uh, because here's the thing, guys. It, we're rounding. We're we're approaching the end of the year. It's coming at full steam. I don't know if any of you are feeling the way I'm feeling, which is like, where the hell did the year go? It's December. It's almost mid-December now and uh, next week it will be mid-December and... um yeah, you're you're about to hit the end of the year, and it's a really great time to spend the last couple of weeks of the year reflecting on where you know what you've achieved <coughs> this year. What results has your training produced? You know, and are you satisfied with those results? I like to always ask myself three simple questions: Where have I been? Why am I here? And where am I going? And and that refers to you know what have I been doing, and what results has that produced for me? why why am i here why have i achieved what i've achieved or not achieved what i wanted to achieve and what do i want to achieve where am i going how am i going to get there you know it starts to open up a whole bunch of really important questions that help you start to really create a program or a plan that will make next year your best year and I think that that's really, really important to start doing. You know, we always kick the year off at the start of the year with a, a deep dive into motivation and goal setting, and how to really, really align your your goals and what you want to achieve for the year with what what you actually value in life, and then how to create a plan of attack uh, and a fitness strategy and all that sort of thing. And we're going to be doing that again in January. But you know, now is a great time to start reflecting on what you've achieved. Start really asking yourself those questions. You know, because it, 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 it's too late to do that in January. I mean, it's better, better to do it at any point in time, but I really like to ha- hit the ground running in January and know where you're going to go, what you're going to do, who you're going to work with to get you there, who are the right people for you to align yourself with, to hang out with, you know? Uh, what groups are you going to be a part of? What questions are you going to ask? Yeah. And yeah, make sure, make sure that your actions um, are in
0: alignment with your goals because I think what a, where a lot of people go wrong is that they have these lofty goals and the, the way that they're acting, the actions that they're taking are just nowhere near being in alignment with those goals. Um, and if that's you, then, then one of the best things that you can do that like so if you look at the amount of people that are exercising that are working out that have goals versus the amount of people that are working with the coach and working closely with a coach, like doing a really well-structured program, um, it's, a smaller, it's a small percentage. So if, you've got a, if, you're playing a, if you're talking a big game, you wanna play a big game as well. You yeah. don't wanna just be talking it because you're going to continue to get to the end of the year. Um, and look back, thinking, "Oh man, I, I didn't achieve my goals this year."
1: Yeah, and if you if you mm-hmm. didn't, don't let it crush you. You know, it just means that you need a slightly different direction next year. You know, we shared a story yes yesterday of a an, a member who left a friend and member who left the gym here to pursue a movement goal that he thought he was going to get better coaching at a different gym, and then he ended up sort of coming back and connecting with his old crew from the class that he was in, and noticed that they had all far surpassed his um, development in skill, strength, flexibility. And uh, he sort of realized, he had to reflect and go, wow, did I, I, I may have made the wrong choice, you know, or I may have made a choice that didn't actually work out. And that doesn't mean he just stops and stops training, you know, he's uh, he started training with another online coach and, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's uh, still trying to find the, the right fit for himself um and we get it a lot when sort of people are not achieving what they want quick enough they go and they do a round of trying different things and then they end up coming back through the door a year or so later going wow i you know <laughs> yeah i've tried about four different things and they all sucked and i'm back you know mm. uh and that's that's cool it's all part of the process of finding out what's going to work best for you you know Um, Yeah, Dave Clark's
0: saying here, when I first discovered the UMS, my ankle mobility was so poor, I was unable to do a proper Cossack squat or testing the water. The 18-minute mobility routine greatly improved that to the point I can now do that at ease. How good's that? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, How good's that? And it's funny, we... We often, if anybody's listening to this for the first time, you might be thinking, What's the UMS? The UMS is the Unify Movement System. It is the program that we've created the unification of strength, flexibility, and fitness with a path to uh, body weight mastery and, and uh, weightlifting awesomeness. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you got something out of that. Um, if you. You know, if you've gotten to the end of this and you feel like, wow, I really wanna learn more about progressive overload and how to put proper programs together, then come and join our UMS online coaching program. Uh, That's where we literally hold your hand and guide you through this process and teach you how to become a strong and flexible athlete. And uh, it starts with done for you programs for the first several cycles. And then after that, we teach you how to uh, assess yourself for imbalances and start creating uh, custom programs that are based specifically on, on your needs that are going to take you to dizzying new heights. Um,
1: and guys, uh, quick first mention of this, four days and counting until the 12 days of Christmas sale commences. It's going to be 12 days where you can grab a pretty amazing deal with our uh, online coaching. Uh, I'm not gonna give any more away today. I'll I'll give a little bit more away tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's coming, coming. four days time and counting. All right team, have a wonderful day and we will see you
0: tomorrow. See you guys.
1: Health is about performance, not just body image. You better
0: be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing
1: on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you
0: nail that skill, it's there forever.
1: The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the
0: consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there. It's not the intensity.
1: There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's
0: the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love.
1: We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise, because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.